Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I have some special guests that want to say hello. They are my three little capillas, our three little capillas, because you know, daddy had a part in this and they just wanted to, well, they just interrupted me in my office because they want more food to eat for dinner and they would like to be on the podcast. So today I'm just going to give, well, I shouldn't say today for a quick minute. I'm going to let you hear their voices (laughs) and they get to say what they want to say. Um, So this will be just a quick little brief moment with the Capillas. So first up is my oldest Capilla, Haley. And Haley, why don't you tell us what you want to be when you get older, when you're older? A brain surgeon. A brain surgeon. I don't even know where that came from. Grey's Anatomy. Okay, that's great. Okay. (laughs) My middle little Capilla, little Miss Jillian Kate, what would you like to be when you grow up? A vet. What? Since when? I don't know. I just love animals. You love animals? Okay. All right. And last but not least, the the youngest of the Capilla is Landon Chase. What do you want to be when you grow up? A lizard. Okay. Somehow I saw that one coming. Your sisters, I didn't know what they wanted to be, but I think I've known for about a a couple of months now that you want to be a lizard when you grow up. What exactly does a lizard do? Because I know what a veterinarian and a brain surgeon do, but a lizard? I walk around in a green costume shouting, I'm a lizard! Okay, all right. All right, so off you guys go. Mommy's getting back to the show. Hey you, welcome to the podcast. Hopefully that was mildly entertaining to you. (laughs) It was for me. It's like you learn something new just when you think you've got your kids all figured out. They tell you they want to be a brain surgeon, a veterinarian, and, well, a lizard. Because who doesn't want their child to be a lizard, right? All right, so, girl, I am so excited to talk to you about today's topic. Today we're going to talk about the main spiritual discipline that you need to lose weight. And this is going to be powerful. I'm going to be sharing all the things today. I'm going to be giving you scripture. I'm going to be talking to you about the truth of God's word. And I'm just going to be bringing it um, in just such, oh, I'm just so excited. I'm just diving in. So I need you to totally prepare yourself because I am studying the book of Revelation right now. And so far, let me just say that it has lived up to its name in my life already (laughs) because I can hardly get through a scripture without a revelation and you know totally true to form it all applies to weight loss are you surprised (laughs) so today's podcast while inspired by revelation is focused on God's word as it is written in first Peter 2 5 and well, actually it's two, five through nine. So that's where we're going to start today. And it all applies, like I mentioned, to weight loss, all of it. So first Peter two, five says this, it says that you are a living stone that God is building into his spiritual temple. And what's more is that you are his holy priest through the mediation of Jesus Christ. You offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Oh, that's powerful to me because sacrifice is essential and relatable to all of us as seekers on this narrow path. But sometimes it's not enough to change us. I mean, can you relate to that? Because in real change, in order for real change to actually 
take place in our hearts, it needs to actually come from our heart faith. So in order for real change to take place in our lives, it needs to come from our heart faith. So in the Old Testament, God made it very clear that obedience from the heart is much more important than just sacrifice. In fact, um, in Amos 5, 21 through 24, it says that God's, God's word says that he hates our show of faith in him and that he will not accept our burnt offerings. I mean, that's powerful to hear what he hates. In fact, it goes on to say that he will not even notice our peace offerings and that he will not even hear our songs of praise, but that he wants to see an endless supply of righteous living. Girl, even in weight loss with all the things. And I add to that, even in weight loss, because it really does apply to our weight loss journey. And if you just lean into today's episode, this could be the key that unlocks the door to your bondage. You know, what's keeping you stuck in your your fat pants? So if your journey to lose weight is a struggle right now, I have this question for you. Are you simply offering burnt offerings? A burnt offering, let's talk about that. A burnt offering is a sacrifice of general atonement. And atonement is basically reparation or, you know, a a payment. Anyhow, I mean, okay, so it's a reparation or a payment. An atonement is an acknowledgement of the sin nature within you and a request for a renewed relationship with God. That is powerful. And many of us send up nothing but burnt offerings very superficially, not even realizing that we're doing it and we're doing it just topically. So let's talk about this for a quick sec. What could your burnt offerings be on your weight loss journey? I mean, perhaps it's just your, you can't see me doing the air quotes here, but perhaps it's your intention to make changes in your life or um, what else? What about your claim to seek him and not a number on the scale? Or what, this is something I used to do. Um, What if you're just trying? Like you're just going to try this weight loss thing. Or even your half-hearted attempts to seek God and to overcome temptation. Could these just be your burnt offerings? Are these ways that we show our faith and our allegiance to God while we remain unchanged? And then we still go back to our fleshly ways. We're just, we're unchanged. I mean, how can you have an encounter with God and be unchanged? We easily walk in sacrifice without seeing that it's topically just in our flesh and not from our hearts where real change takes root. In our heads, you know, like when we want to make change happen or we're sacrificing, you know, not eating the things. In our heads, we sacrifice foods and all of the worldly life choices because we're seeking God. While in our flesh, we crave the foods and activities still. I mean, has that ever happened to you? Because it has to me a lot. In fact, in our flesh, we feel the temptation and we say things like, you know, I'm going to try to say no to the the food at this party that I'm going to. Um, But if they don't have anything that I can eat, then I'll just have to make the best choice. Like what? (laughs) I mean, I lived that life, full disclosure, for a long time. And, you know, in that kind of scenario is our burnt offering our half-hearted attempt to face God 
and to step into the fullness of him, all while knowing full well that we're leading in our flesh, not in our heart, not from our spirit. We're just, we're just kind of going through the motions of it all physically and mentally, almost as if we don't have a relationship with him. And, you know, like he's just a man who we make offerings to through some random priest once a year. No, God says that he doesn't want our burnt offerings. He wants us to come boldly to him as our father. In some cases, it's like we offer advanced burnt offering you know, we offer advanced burnt offerings for disobedience that we expect to step into. <laughs> I know that I'm guilty of that. I used to be so guilty of that. But God's word says in Amos 5, 21 through 24, that he doesn't want that. He wants an endless supply of your righteous living. He doesn't want payment or sacrifice for disobedience and or sin. He wants you to seek him and to not even do it in the first place. You being able to not do that in the first place comes from your heart faith, not your head faith. And that comes from you knowing that you have an inherent sin nature and instead choosing to walk righteously despite the difficulty. So what does righteous living look like as a seeker, as a woman who was formerly a dieter, you know, living righteously, that would be you, that would be your planning and your preparation. It would be in your anticipating your obstacles and leaning into truly planning your week. Instead of just, you know, instead of just the burnt offerings of your intention to do these things, righteous living as a seeker would be when you switch from just a desire to do, to do the seeker things and instead you actually do them. It means surrendering the excuse of trying. Trying is you admitting that you likely just won't do it. There's a good chance you have an out. Trying is when you leave room for failure. It's totally a dieter's way of thinking. It's an excuse. When you're seeking God, don't just try, trust. Instead of just trying, trust. Replace, I'm going to try with, I'm going to trust. And lastly, half-hearted attempts. Let's talk about that. Do you know what they look like in your life? Instead of a burnt offering of a, of a half-hearted attempt, attempt, step into righteously living through daily obedience, through just through surrendering. Righteous living also includes living outside of, it includes all the things outside of your kitchen. He has made you to be a part of his kingdom as a royal priest who serves him. I mean, do you see what that means now? Even on your weight loss journey, do you see that too? We are to serve him with our bodies. We are to give our bodies now, just as Romans 12:1 tells us, we are to give our bodies now as a living sacrifice. You are the sacrifice. You stepping away from the earth and what it tells you to eat, what, what it tells you to eat and drink and watch and listen to, and what it tells you to aspire to or to compete against or to seek to attain or even to desire all of it. You are a living sacrifice. Don't just give him a sacrifice of intention. No, be 
this sacrifice, boldly go to God with a sincere heart, fully trusting in Him, not in your track record as an easily persuaded and sabotaged dieter. First Peter 2, 5 through 9 says that you are a living stone being built into God's spiritual temple. And as such, you are to offer spiritual sacrifices that please God, not the God of your stomach, but that please God. That is your obedience. That is your obedient heart. The word says in Revelation 2, 26, that all who are victorious are those who obey him until the very end. Ah, those who obey him to the very end. Ah, that means those who seek and obey him over this world, those who trust in him, who trust and act in their faith in him, not in themselves. And those, those are the ones who please him. Your obedience is a spiritual sacrifice. Righteous living in all the things and in all of the ways is a spiritual sacrifice as you are being developed into who God has intended for you to become. You have been, he's intended for you to become a priest in his kingdom who will reign with him and rule the nations. So enlarge your vision of this weight loss journey that you're on right now. Get a God-sized vision of your weight loss, not a vision for what you will look like, but a vision of who you are being made into. What you do now matters. You are in spiritual boot camp. You are in priest training. I mean, think about that. Who has ever told you that on your weight loss journey that you are in priest training? Ah, obedience is your practice in this training right now. It is your spiritual discipline. It's the spiritual sacrifice that you make as you are strengthened for eternity. Weight loss now will be but a byproduct of that. All of this for his glory, all for his kingdom. Position yourself for spiritual maturity. He, he won't hear you. I mean, you heard me read these scriptures. He won't hear you or hear your songs of praise if you only give him your burnt offerings of intention and of trying. Give him your sacrifice in all the areas and watch what he gives you in return. So I want to leave you with the words from 1 Peter 2.9. The scripture tells you that you are chosen. That's powerful. You are a royal priest. You are a holy nation. You are God's very own possession. And as such, you show others around you the goodness and the power of God, even as you are losing the weight. He has called you out of the darkness of your bondage and into the light, into his wonderful light. You represent him to everybody around you who's watching you. You show them his power in your daily obedience. You are a reflection of his light as you become lighter. Your weight loss journey is so much more than just arriving at then. You are representing God and your weight loss will bring others to the kingdom. That is powerful to imagine. So lean into obedience, not with a dieter's, not with a dieter's heart for a number on the scale. Mm-mm. As a seeker who is working for God's kingdom, even in weight loss.